0: Good morning, America, and special cordial greetings to Her Excellency, Madam Hillary Diane Clinton, Madam First Lady, Madam Secretary of State, Madam Lawyer, Madam Writer, Madam Public Speaker, but most importantly, Madam first female presidential nominee. Accomplishment after accomplishment after accomplishment. Hashtag women in power. So America, I'm going to tell you a story about the day I met Hillary Clinton that changed my life forever. So, I was about seven years old, she was visiting a country my parents were working in as diplomats. So of course, you know American royalty, we're very out there and very extravagant in the way we do things. My parents had me prepare a speech, learn how to bow and curtsy days before she even arrived. They had it all planned out. She was going to arrive in the evening, of course. Mr. President Clinton was there also. And like a gentleman, he let her get off the flight first. And I was right there as the first person waiting for her on the red carpet. I had a bouquet of the most beautiful flowers in the whole country. My parents also planned that out. So she got off the flight. I said, good evening, madam, and welcome. Here are a bouquet of the best flowers in the whole country, just for you. She bent over and said, oh my god, aren't you the cutest little gentleman? My head got so big, it could float to outer space that day, I promise you. She also said, thank you. You are going to shine one day, I know it. It was that or something else like that. But as she walked away, my jaw dropped. This incredible woman that a whole country stopped to welcome her thinks I'm going to shine. Well, I have a lot of work to do if I'm going to shine. I'm still working on that, but those words changed my life forever. Another woman who said something that changed my life forever is an aunt of mine who in Brussels said, you are so hardworking, Dr. Morgan. Who knows? Maybe one day they'll elect you a health ambassador. So here I am contesting for that position, just as Miss Lata Mangeshkar, known as India's Nightingale, that changed India for seven decades. I promise you, if you have ever heard or watched an Indian movie, you have heard her voice. Or Greta Tumbera, the trailblazing, most powerful youth of the whole decade. Or her Excellency, Madame Angela Marco. Germany's first female chancellor, the most intelligent diplomat and politician in Europe when she served. She kept Europe and its allies in perfect political synchrony and harmony. So my military training began when my father took me from the comforts of New York City and dropped me in Sub-Saharan Africa as a teenager for one year By the way, Madam Ambassador Mary Beth Leonard, thank you for serving America's interest in Africa's largest democracy. God, it is not an easy job, they don't make it easy down there for us to thrive. So I give you an official military salute of honor. It was this military experience where I learned how to survive ice cold showers outside during Africa's windy winter. Where I had no internet or a cell phone. Where I ate good but not whatever I wanted whenever I felt like it. Where I had to assimilate into a culture I honestly am still trying to educate myself about. Where I knew no one nor their families. It was like starting a life all over again and again and again. And it was that training that made me go I can settle in any society in the world and today at 33 years old I have settled in every continent in the name of America. I can say but never forgetting where I come from but also respecting every country's sovereign rights the best of my capabilities it's never easy, trust me. But that's a diplomat's job. And so today, I salute all of America's diplomats all across the world. It is not easy for the human brain to take up a new life and identity all of a sudden. So this is a completely different story, but absolutely important to state today. Mr. Donald Trump, I know your weak point. I think most of us already do. So I hope she speaks some sense into you, because I keep going back to the United Nations story of me setting off the alarm to get my father's attention because he was in a meeting and I was too young to understand that he had a diplomatic duty to humanity, and not just to me. Before he went into the meeting, he saw me looking at the alarm. And told me don't you dare but I did it anyway and yes it's the United Nations building in New York City tons of police and firefighters came in in a matter of minutes because they thought there was a problem I must have made headline news that day oh my god but my dad came out of the meeting and said I thought I said not to touch the alarm then I started going, but you didn't tell me exactly why, and what would happen. Yeah, I questioned the king that day. He took a deep breath and said, I can't even get angry at you because you're doing good in school. And of course, I'm young, I'm a kid. In the back of my mind, I went, he, 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 he. I know your weak point. So he immediately took me home, And guess who was waiting for me at home on the couch, ready to give me the intervention talk of my life about how I am never, ever, ever going to get away with not listening in life. It was my mother, the psychologist. Boys or men hate being told what they've done is wrong, although true, because it's a small but necessary scar to our ego. So every time my mom goes, we need to talk, I'm like, oh no, not the talk. I promise I'll be better. Anything but the talk. So what I'm trying to say, Mr. Trump, is you are dragging the Republican Party down the political drain, and every time on everyone who supports you with it. Not just domestically in America, but most importantly, internationally. You've become a precursor or a catalyst. That's one of my favorite words in medical biochemistry. You have become the catastrophic catalyst that might permanently diminish and undermine the integrity of the Republican National Caucus. And it's up to the Republicans to put an end to this. But you're also dragging your family name and honor permanently down the political drain. And I don't know if this political race of yours is worth it, but the decision is yours. And I shouldn't even say that as a Democrat maybe born and bred, but no I don't want the Republican Party to go down the drain because we are two sides of the same American coin. Without each other America goes down and none of us want that. And some people want that to happen but the day you spoke about women publicly like that or about Africans or their heritage or hence colored people everywhere is the date I lost complete respect for you because first Obama wasn't born in America birther right you put his family his children most importantly in danger and they ignored you with presidential grace but I'm not going to Because sometimes, you're going to meet the American Prince. Some people just need to be put in their place, period. And you know what? I am your worst nightmare. Because I am a black man who is educated, fearless, but also won't give you the option of getting away with it. My advice to you. Is after you answer to the law go back to television I think a lot of people appreciated you back then my whole life everyone has been telling me you have to stay in school you need to be in school this mouth of yours needs educational discipline and I've been hearing that since I was six years old now I'm starting to understand so america all legal and diplomatic rights reserved under united states constitution this majestic tuesday of magnificent wonders i call it diplomatic poetry february 8th 2022